This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. And me are amazed that Christmas is back again. My dad always told me it would be like this. It gets quicker and quicker. I guess I might as well believe him because it's true. I mean, it just keeps coming around. But how many enjoy Christmas? This is my favorite time. And, and really, you can't separate the birth from the cross. You know, it's the, it's the whole package. But what a great time that you hear uh, songs where people are lifting up the Lord. Christmas carols and uh, even the things on TV, you know. How many have seen the Christmas movie? Yeah. What's wrong with you guys? Good old Christmas movie. Ah, you know how they're going to end, but they're still good. <laughs> how many, uh, we, we as family got to go see the singing Christmas tree. That's awesome. How many have seen that? Y'all go. There's a lot of great things that happen this time of year, but we want to make sure our family our children and everything know the real reason, and that's Jesus Christ, that he came into the earth. And we, we've looked at some things that we have a covenant of peace because of Jesus coming, because of the prices paid, we have a covenant of peace. I'm so glad we have a covenant of peace. When you don't have peace, there's a place that you can go to. There's someone that you can go to, and he's called the Prince of Peace. And you can get peace anytime in any situation. You can be like Jesus in a raging storm and asleep in the boat. And then it just becomes a waterbed to you. You're just sleeping. You can have that kind of peace on the inside of you no matter what you're going through because you're connected to the Prince of Peace. And you let His life flow through you. And we saw that Last week that John the Baptist, he prepared people for the Lord. If he had not prepared people for the Lord, it says the Lord could have came and cursed the earth. But he came after John the Baptist had prepared people. People from the nations came. Uh, really the ones that were against John the Baptist were the religious leaders. But the people were gathered and prepared people for Jesus when he came into the earth. Jesus even it says he prepared. It says he grew in, in wisdom, stature, and favor of God. He grew himself. He prepared himself for, for his ministry. Even after he was in ministry, he would send people, two people to the next city to advertise that he was coming. You know what they do? They give testimonies. This happened. This happened. You got to come here. This is the Son of God. They would advertise Prepare the way for Jesus to come and minister. If you want God's best for your life, you've got to prepare. Simple as that. If Jesus had to prepare, we have to prepare. Well, I just want God to just drop it on me. Prepare. Well, I, isn't there an easier way? No, it's the best way. It's the only way. He is the way. And God's way is for us to prepare. Well, I want to play guitar. You better prepare. 
Well, I'm going to go try out for the worship team. When did you get your guitar? Last week. How many times have you practiced? Oh, I hadn't got to that yet. But I'm coming. <laughs> You're a nut. Prepare. You don't need Simon Cowell to tell you you're a nut. We'll just tell you here, you're nuts. Prepare. A 10-year-old who was becoming quite knowledgeable about the Bible because of her grandmother's teaching asked her grandmother which virgin was the mother of Jesus, the Virgin Mary or the King James Virgin? Thank you for those that appreciate good humor. Okay, Luke chapter 1. We're going to continue with the Christmas story. We're still in Luke chapter 1. We're coming down and looking at some different aspects of that message. In verse 1, verse 26, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Now the sixth month here means the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. John the Baptist. And you have to read verses before that, but that's what's going on. John the Baptist was six months uh, older than Jesus. So that's what's being referred to here. Verse 27, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and, and they were of the lineage of David, the throne of David, which was prophesied that the Messiah would come through. Uh, Joseph was of the lineage of David through Solomon. And Mary was actually of the lineage of David through Nathan. Now it's interesting that uh, this was not, Joseph really was not a part of this, this birth. It went through Mary and it went through Nathan. Now Nathan never sat on the throne, but he was of the lineage of David. If God had gone through the lineage of Joseph through Solomon, Solomon had a son um, that really was went contrary to God. And God said, I'm going to curse the throne. Anyone who sits on the throne after this is Jephunneh's. Anyone who sits on the throne after him is cursed. So he couldn't, if Jesus had came through that lineage, then he couldn't prosper on the earth. He had been cursed. But see, it went through Mary, so there could be a blessing and not a curse. Just a little. Okay. The virgin's name was Mary, and having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice highly. Favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. What an honor to be the mother of God. What an honor. Highly favored was Mary that this was bestowed upon her. She had found favor with God. But I want you to know the same word, highly favored, it says that we're blessed of the Lord, and it's the same word. We're highly blessed and highly favored, just like Mary. In fact, um, in Luke eleven twenty seven, 27, and it happened as Jesus spoke these things, that a certain woman from the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast which 
nursed you. But he said, more than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Now, Mary's to be honored. She's to be remembered. But I want you to know, she's no more highly favored than we are. Every believer is highly favored by God just as much as Mary, if not more, because we're born again. We're in Christ. It doesn't mean we don't honor her and remember her for what she did. But it also means we don't pray to her, we don't worship her, because she called Jesus her Savior. She needed a Savior, and, and she wasn't sinless, but she did walk before the Lord and did the, what we talked about, even um, Zacharias and Elizabeth did. They walked blameless before the Lord, not sinless. They were doing everything they could to serve God. In verse 29, But when she saw him, she was troubled as saying, Considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. There also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. So we see that Mary has, has this question, how can this be, seeing I don't, I don't know a man, I'm a, I'm a virgin. How can this happen? Now you remember Zacharias asked the question, how am I going to have a baby? Don't you know, I'm old and Elizabeth is old. In other words, he was saying, uh, his question was a question of doubt, a question of unbelief. It wasn't a question uh, in faith. Mary was asking information. It was a question in faith. How do we know it was in faith? Because Gabriel, the same angel that came to Zacharias, did not say, your mouth's going to be shut, Mary. Didn't do that, did he? He answered her. He gave her the, the answer. Zacharias, you're going to be mute. You're not going to talk. And for nine months, that dude could not talk. In fact, the baby's born, and Zacharias, he can even talk until Jesus is circumcised on the eighth day. And that's when they named their kids, by the way. So they're wanting to know the, the child's name. And Elizabeth goes, John. And it said that his tongue was loosed. Be, he'll be called John. And then he, he prophesied about Jesus. And he prophesied about uh, John the Baptist. That he would prepare the way for the Lord. But that didn't happen to Mary. Because Mary is asking for information. It could have been, she's wondering, is this baby supposed to be through Joseph and I? You know, sometimes... It's okay to ask a question of God. Maybe it'd been good if Abraham had asked a question of God. You know, 
is this baby to be from Sarah and I? You know, it's been a long time, God, or should I go to the maidservant over here? Hey, God. Then we wouldn't have the Ishmael, and we wouldn't have a lot of problems that we have today because it all stems from that. Questions are okay with God. It just needs to be a question in faith. I heard somebody say one time, well, God, even that for God to keep a woman for talking from nine months is too hard for even God. <laughs> anyway, you know that who that came from. That came from a man. But anyway, okay. We forgive him. <laughs> But this was to be a virgin birth, and that's so essential to the Christmas story that this was not just an ordinary baby. This was not what Mary provided was uh, the body, but God brought the seed, and there was a baby born who was not just man, but was God-man. God came and took on flesh. What a, a powerful miracle this was. In Matthew one twenty three, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God is with us. I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but God reduced himself to be formed inside of a woman's womb. God Almighty the Son of God, reduced Himself to come inside the womb of a woman and be born in this earth. Now, the only thing that was supernatural about this birth was the conception. Everything else was natural. God had set natural laws into the earth and it went through those, that natural system. In other words, Jesus, when Jesus kicked inside of Mary, that was God kicking. She could feel him, the, the movement of him. And can you imagine that was God inside of her? She was carrying God. What a, a, a miracle that took place. This union between God and a woman producing or bringing Jesus into the earth. God Almighty coming in the flesh in the appearance of a man. And John 1, 11 says, and the world didn't recognize him. They didn't receive him. But you know what? Creation recognized him. Creation knew that voice. And they recognized him and obeyed him. So at Christmas, we really need to be thankful that God loved us so much he went to such great lengths to get here that he reduced himself to be like us, to be one of us, and came inside of a woman and was born in this earth. That's what Christmas is about, that he came and he paid the price for our sins because he wanted to be, he wanted us to be a part of his family. He knew we couldn't go to him the way we were. So he came to us the way 
we are. He reached down to us because we could never reach up to Him. Because we couldn't come into His presence. We would self-destruct. So He came to us and He laid down all His godly attributes. He humbled Himself. He laid it all down. Humbled Himself. Became a man. And it says, even took upon Him the death of the cross. He went to the cross. For you and I. Verse 36. Now indeed Elizabeth your relative. Has also conceived a son in her old age. And now the sixth month. For her who was called barren. For with God. Nothing will be impossible. And here's what Mary said. Then Mary said. Behold the maid servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. What did Mary do? She received the word of the Lord. She spoke it. She says, I received that. Be it unto me according to the word of God. According to what she said. And because of that, she received a miraculous conception. She received a miracle. And really, we can receive the same way today. When you get this understanding of what Mary did, we can do the same thing today. We can receive a miracle. We can receive whatever it is that God uh, has promised to us. How did this miracle take place? 1 Peter 1.23 Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. When you look at Jesus, many times He's called the Word of God. And here... We find out that we're born again through the incorruptible seed of God's Word. What the seed was for Mary was the Word of God. Where the Word of God is, the Holy Spirit will hover over and bring that Word to pass. So we, what's our part? To agree with it. To take it, to embrace it, and make it our own. And that's what Mary did. She says, be it unto me according to the word of God. I received that. And she received her miracle. The seed is the word of God. Everything was natural except for the conception. And the, it was not from a man's seed or the, <coughs> the natural means. <coughs> Excuse me. Y'all pray for me. <laughs> the natural means of, of a man, it was through the Word of God. It's a seed. So anytime you see a promise in God's Word, it's seed. And it's incorruptible. It will always produce a harvest. It will always produce what it was sent forth to do. That's the reason God said, I'll never return back to me void. It will always produce. Now, if you ever done any gardening or farming, there's some bad seeds that don't produce. But every promise in God's Word will always produce. It's good seed. Incorruptible. Let me read it to you from the um, Amplified. You have been regenerated, born again, not from mortal origin, seed or sperm, but from the one that is immortal, by the ever-living, lasting Word of God. 
So you could say that the Word of God was the sperm or the seed that, thank you, that produced the harvest. And when you look up the word seed there in the Greek, it's spermata. That's what it is. So that means every promise has the seed or the life within it to produce after its kind. I mean, need to get into some promises. They're, they're for us. But we need to do the same thing Mary did. So we're going to look a little bit at what she did. In Hebrews 1, 3, it says, Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. I want you to notice upholding all things by his word. Do you know that every single thing that exists is being upheld by the power of his word, by the word of God? For God not to fulfill his word, this whole place, all of creation would self-destruct. It'd be gone. That's how powerful this word is. It's the word of God. It's true. It's powerful. It's refreshing. It's the water of the word. God's word will never fail you. In John 6, 63, it says, The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. The word of God is full of life. It's full of the life of God. You remember where we looked at was God breathed. God indwells his word. It's more than just words. It's God. God put himself in his word. It's alive. It's powerful. It'll change your life. It will produce healing, freedom, peace, joy. It will produce whatever it is that you need. It will produce it. John 1.14, And the Word became flesh. The Word dwelt among us and we beheld His glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So there's your supernatural conception. The Word. Taking on flesh. And this, this word, why did it take 4,000 years for Jesus to get on earth? It's because when man sinned, God lost really voice or control on the earth. He gave dominion to the enemy. And the only way that God, God could just not go Jesus be in the earth. He couldn't do like he did Adam, full-grown Adam. He couldn't do that Jesus because he had given dominion or management of the earth to man. So he had to work through man. He had to find willing vessels that would speak his voice, speak his word, and start forming the word of God, Jesus, in the earth. And it took 4,000 years for this thing to be spoken till the fullness of time that when Mary received the word of God, all the prophecies, everything that was said about Jesus was in the seed, was in the DNA. Everything was in there. And she received it. And the word of God, Jesus, was birthed in the earth. And, and see, we 
we want things, God works with the, the natural laws He's put on the earth, but we want God just to drop uh, this thing on us of out being one with the Word, like Mary was. We need to do what Mary did. One thing interesting, Mary could have refused or rejected the angel's words. She had free will. She could have said, look, I'm young. Uh, this will ruin my life. What kind of reputation? You know, I'm pregnant. And... No. I've got too much living I want to do and reject this. But she didn't reject it. But she had that choice. She could have rejected it and God would have had to go to someone else and find someone else that would do this. But we can receive the miracle just like Mary. Conceive it where? Conceive the word in your spiritual womb. What's your spiritual womb? Your heart. Say your heart. When you take the promise of God, the word of God, the seed, and plant it in your heart. Conceive it. And what do you do? You keep it in the midst of your heart. And it will produce a harvest every time. We got to do what Mary did. Well, Pastor, I just thought the stork brought the baby. Yeah, that's what we kind of do. You know, I'm looking for the stork to drop the baby. Uh, no, you, you, there needs to be some relations there. There. Oh, uh, no, no, I, not me. I, I'm married. We're going to have a baby. Well, okay. That that's, doesn't guarantee, just because you're married doesn't mean you're going to have a baby. It's got to be some relations there. Uh, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm, uh, it's going to be supernatural. God's just going to do it. You're nut. There was one supernatural Conception, there's not another one. There has to be some, there has to be some relations, there has to be a, a oneness with the seed to produce a harvest. Well, I don't know. Is there another way? No. There's not. You got to become one with the Word, meditate on that thing, Get it in your heart and keep it. And to the point, you know, I'm pregnant. You're what? I'm pregnant. I can't tell it. Well, look a little closer. At, at first, no one knows. You know, there's no evidence that you're pregnant. You just, by faith, I, you know, women, they, I'm pregnant. Well, I can't tell it. There's no proof. But then later on, everyone knows you're pregnant. Right? And, and the baby comes forth. Well, see, our evidence is the Word of God. We plant that seed within our heart, and we nurture it, we keep it, we act on it, and a harvest will come forth. And you can receive any kind of miracle, just like Mary, you can receive that miracle affected her physically, and you can affect your health, your life, your future, whatever it is, by the promise of God. Because the promise of God is full of life. 
It's full of power. So meditate in God's Word until it comes alive on the inside of you. When it comes alive on the inside of you, you're spiritually pregnant. And then you keep it and you nurture it. And it will come forth. So you got to spend time. Now, see, we would say you're crazy. I'm going to have a, a virgin birth. We would say you're crazy, but we have Christians who are looking for the stork to go by or not meditating or spending time in God's Word, becoming one with the promise. It's the same thing. You're expecting a virgin birth. It's not going to happen. You've got to, be, you've got to have intercourse with the Word of God. Become one with it. And it will produce in your life. In Mark chapter 4, verse 26. The kingdom of God, it says, of a man should scatter seed on the ground, should sleep by night, rise by day, and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how, for the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, after that the full grain in the head. When the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. Where's the kingdom? Kingdom of God's on the inside of us. What's the ground? Your heart. What's the seed? The Word of God. When you put these three together, you don't have to know exactly how God does it, how it comes past. You just have to know it works. And just do it. And let God bring forth the harvest. These promises are for us. They're for us to have them. To, it's a blessing of the Lord that through the cross, through the price that was paid for us, that we should enjoy these. It's part of our abundant life. The promises of God. And they will produce. Matthew 12, 35, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. Your heart will produce. And really, it will produce if you put bad seed in there. It talks about later on, the evil heart will produce evil. Whatever you plant in there will produce and come out. But put good seed. What kind of future do you want? Do you want peace? Plant words of peace. Do you want health? Plant promises of health. Plant promises of freedom. Plant promises of a, a good relationship. Good marriage. Plant the promises of God. Well, pastor, if I had an angel come to me, I would be like Mary. You've got, the Bible says you have a sure, a more sure word of prophecy than if an angel came to you and spoke to you through the Bible, through the scriptures. I know some people that angels have came and visited found that it was not an angel of light because they started saying things against the very word of God and got them completely off from God. See, you have God's voice, God's word to you anytime. You know how blessed we are? You can pick up your Bible and you have God speak to you. I'm not talking about an angel. God speak to you. You have an audience with God. Wow. You don't have to have an angel. It's okay to have an angel. But you check the angel out with the word of God. Because it could be some bad pizza or something. I don't know. Could be the enemy looking like an angel of light. 
So you check it out with the Word of God. So what did Mary do to receive a miracle from God? And you see this in your notes. Number one, she heard the Word. She took time to get in the Scriptures, the promises of God. It's not just a book. It's God speaking to you. And that means when I hear it, I'm saying, this is God speaking to me. Before you get in the book, ask the Holy Spirit to open your ears to hear, what is God speaking to me? Boy, it makes the book a whole lot better. It's a simple little prayer. Holy Spirit, reveal the Word to me. And He'll speak to you. How many have had God speak something to you? You've read hundreds of times He'll speak something completely different to you. There's no end to it. It's awesome. His Word. Number two, she received the Word. She received it. Said, that's mine. Well, I sure don't feel like I have any peace, but I receive it. He said that He is my peace. I have His peace. The peace of God. So I receive it. I believe it's mine. And you just, you meditate on it. And you start owning it and, and taking it as yours. Three, she spoke it. Speak to yourself. Confess it. You don't have to go around telling other people. You can speak to yourself. I had someone tell me one time, well, Pastor, I'd never speak to myself. I said, you're speaking to yourself all the time. I don't know anyone that's not. You're always talking to yourself. We're all motor mouths on the inside. We're always talking. Just talk some different talk. How about some talks of life that, that release life to you? How about the Word of God speaking that to you? She spoke the Word. Number four, she conceived. Or she kept the Word in the midst of her heart. She didn't abort the baby. She kept it in the midst of her heart. Uh, uh, she could, you know, maybe before she started showing, saying, I don't think that happened. You know, it must have been a bad dream. I made all that up. And started rejecting, you know, what happened. Or she could, you know, Joseph, you know, Lord, you hadn't talked to Joseph. Yeah, I think I'm just going to end this. I don't like this. But she kept, she kept the seed. She kept the promise in her heart, in her womb, and she conceived and had the baby. And number five, she acted on it. She acted on it. I mean, she got online, got on Amazon, started ordering nursery supplies. She called up and said, hey, do you got any of those baby blankets? And, you know, I can't wait till they come out with those disposable diapers. All oh, that's in the future. That's what the angels say. I can't have those now. No. And it just started, you just act, you start doing, taking steps, acting on the truth. It's called faith. And you know what? It pleases God. It keeps the promise alive until it gives birth. You can receive just like Mary did. Well, Pastor, you don't understand. I, I'm depressed. Cast your cares upon the Lord. Because He cares for you. Cast them on the Lord. Well, I did cast them. Fifteen days ago, cast them again. <laughs> and believe that you cast your cares on the Lord. And then start speaking to yourself. God is with me. He's not against me. He lives inside of me. And He's promised to be with me. 
Now, you know what? If God Almighty came to you in person and says, I promise to be with you, so and I promise I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to take care of you. You'll not lack for anything. I'll make sure that you're not harmed. What would that do to you? Yeah. That's what we have in the Word of God. That's what we have in the Bible. Take it as Him speaking to you because it is. And as we believe it, we get the heart. Now here's the thing, at Christmas, Jesus, when you accept Jesus as Lord, you become a carrier of Jesus, just like Mary was carrying Jesus around, we're carrying Jesus around. And we have good tidings, good word for people. That God loved you so much, he died for all your sins. Every place you ever missed it, he's in love with you. And the cross proved it and demonstrated it. He didn't stay on the cross, he's resurrected. He's resurrected as a high priest, making sure that our covenant comes to pass for us. He is the surety or the guarantee that the new covenant, every promise, everything he says comes to pass for you and I. What a mighty God we serve. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you so much for your word today. We thank you for Christmas. We thank you that Jesus came. A miraculous birth. A supernatural conception. That God, you impregnated Mary with the Son of God. With the Word of God. That you could come to earth and be one of us. That you could do what no man or woman on this earth could do. You could pay the price for our sins. And you came with the blood from Father God. The bloodline of God. You laid down your deity. You laid down your godly attributes. And walked as a man fulfilling the Abrahamic covenant. And you took upon you our sins, our sickness, our disease, our guilt, our shame. The Bible says no one measures up. We all fall short. He died for every single person. But you can accept Him today. He's made peace with you through the cross. But you may not be at peace with Him. How do you become at peace with Him? You accept His Lordship. You accept Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life. And you commit your life to Him. That's you this morning. In just a moment, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Maybe you prayed this before, but you're not committed. You're not submitted to His Lordship. And you need to get right with Him. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the time to make that decision. For either one of these requests, I want you to just lift your hand. We'll pray together. Just lift it up and say, that's me. And we'll pray. Yes. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray together. Say, dear God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Christmas. Thank you for coming, Jesus, into this earth, taking my sins, taking my mess, Loving me enough 
to pay my debt. I receive you as Lord and Savior. And I'll live for you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Empower me to live for you. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. Let's give God thanks. Thank you, Lord. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277. You are Lord, I'm a sinner.